Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear listeners, and welcome to our next little uh, mini spot here on uh, The Mental Manager. And uh, it's great to have you with us. My name's Andrew, and uh, as always, I'm joined by my lovely friend and colleague, Silke. How's it going, Silke? Still very good, thank you. And how are you? (laughs) Yes, I am doing well, thank you. I'm doing well. Um, So... uh, Silka and I thought um, our, uh, our little lunch spot podcast here today um, would be uh, very poignant around the idea of how we are doing potentially more with potentially less. And I thought this was a great topic and uh, full credit to you, Silka, for, uh, for, for thinking of this idea. It's, it's, um, I think there's a lot of people out there that would be potentially coming to terms with uh, this idea of their new normal, um, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, let's keep this in a business sense and a, a, a managerial sense because uh, there's um, uh, even more infinite amount more that we could speak about from a personal sense uh, in this day and age, but from a, uh, from a business and managerial perspective, um, you and I are, are doing more with less um, and there'd be many other, professionals who find themselves in the same boat. So um, I thought we could kind of kick off the conversation by just, you know, exploring a few ideas around um, what this has meant for us, obviously being respectful to our various situations um, that we find ourselves in. Um, uh, And yeah, I thought I could, you know, potentially get started with, um, this idea of um, structure um, and yeah. and what team structure and, and daily structure kind of means to me and how I'm trying to um, you know, build a couple of new structures and, and rebuild existing structures to, to accommodate for what's been going on recently. So um, before I launch into that, does, uh, does that sound good to you, Sophie? That sounds wonderful to me. Yeah, let's let's do it. Yeah, awesome. So, um, yes, yeah, from a uh, you know business perspective, um, yeah, the place where you and I work, along with just about every other major organisation around the world, has gone through some type of restructure, right, um, to help accommodate with the, um, the changing situation, um, and that's fine from a, a corporate perspective. But then you, yeah, everybody has their own. Sort of structure within a structure that they need to um, to to accommodate that, and some people are very flexible and very open to change and very dynamic, um, and some people are not. I would put myself personally, you know, somewhere slightly to the right, um, as in change does bother me and change does concern me. Um, however, you know, the right amount of thought and um, diligence, I'm pretty flexible, right? Um, and I think that's one of the first things is just being able to acknowledge that not everybody is uh, flexible and open to that change, whether it's your peers or your colleagues or even you know, the people you report up into, um, is that that is not a business skill, that is a personality trait um, that, mm. uh, that you you have them. There's all sorts of techniques that you can 
deploy to to cope with change but ultimately some people are good at it and some people are not good at it yeah. and so for yeah. me yeah go on and i think that's that's such an interesting thought because i'm definitely towards the the first side of that spectrum so i, I quite enjoy change and i like it doesn't scare me it's almost something that i anticipate so regardless of what situation we're in um for me it's almost like when so for some of the very like some of the larger companies that i've worked uh, for in the past that were very almost stoic and didn't move at all i was just so bored at some point because there was no change no adaption no progress um so i think but but this point that you're raising I think is very good because for me, because it comes so natural to me, I don't know if I'm always doing a good job acknowledging that that may just not be the same for everyone else and to deal with that in a, in a sensitive way and, um, uh, and to potentially also provide the right amount of support around that. So yeah, thank you for that, uh, for yeah. acknowledging that because I, I don't know if I have. Mm. And I think, um, yeah, ultimately, I have to remind myself that um, that there are people on my team that are yeah, probably struggling with with concepts and change, you know, more than others, and, and that's fine. So, uh, so that's the first thing is is having the flexibility to change your construct um, for what is normal. Um, and then the next thing is um, to me, it's like the dialogue and the communication um, that comes along with that. To, to help other people around you kind of reorganize themselves um, to uh, help meet the new demands or the, the same demands, but with less people or, you know, more demands with more people, but less resource, whatever it might be. Um, there's just so many sort of variables that come into that and being able to sort of think quickly and model in your brain and your mind about what that's going to look like and what the end goal is, is a very unique skill. I think that, um, you know, only some people sort of have rather than keeping your eyes down and looking at sort of one step at a time. So I've been sort of really trying to force myself through this period of change to say, yeah, this is tricky and this is tough. Um, a lot of people are upset. A lot of people are very anxious, but what does this look like in, you know, six weeks, what does this look like in six months? What does this look like in 12 months um, from today? And, and as, as soon as I can start to put some of that perspective in, uh, in place, that, that has uh, sort of really helped with uh, some of the short-term concerns. And then the other point, which I think resonates strongly with, with something you mentioned is um, the power of delegation. Um, and I think often as managers, we don't, give uh, always our teams full credit for what they're able to help us achieve um, and being able to freely ask for help as managers um, is, uh, is a very important skill to, to develop. Yeah, definitely. And I think particularly if you are, um, I think what, what is called in management, terms a hands-on manager <laughs> so if you're very involved in uh, the tactical as well as the strategic side of things then it can be at least it is for me it can be very very easy to 
get lost in the doing rather than the taking a step back and trying to look at, like you've said, where, where do we need to be in six weeks, eight weeks, six months, because the landscape has been changing and I'm definitely guilty of that. And I actually had, I don't know, probably about three, four weeks ago, um, on a Friday morning, I just uh, felt so overwhelmed and so um, unprepared to deal with everything. And it wasn't that there was one big thing that was overwhelming. We, it was more the, the sum of everything that was going mm -hmm. on. Um, and um, I'm, now looking back, I'm, I'm very glad that I you know, kind of reached out to my mentor for help and, um, and just within a 15 minute conversation, you know, I felt like I was not back in charge, but I, I definitely felt like I knew the steps that I had to take to um, to see the forest again, basically, um, which is what I did. But yeah, it, it was definitely a big uh, reminder for me as well that, you know, you, I've got a fantastic team and it's much easier sometimes for me to just assume all the responsibility and to just uh, execute everything myself rather than delegating and getting others involved and um, you know not not only is it not great because it's not a good use of my time but also I think when we tend to do that we're missing out on a lot of really good input and points of view that otherwise we would just not have because obviously we've got our own point of view but it's so valuable to get um, other people's input on on certain projects or strategies and so on as well before we make a decision so that was a, a big reminder for me to do that more often. I also I think that there is a level of appropriate vulnerability uh, from a manager's perspective by uh, not just delegating but having these conversations with with your teams to say, mm. hey, look, we're all in this together now, right? Um, more than ever. And yeah. I need your help. Uh, these are the things that I need your help with. Um, and I think that in in the right context that, you know, attracts more respect um, mm. from a, you know, from uh, a team perspective for their leader if, uh, if they, if, if it's, it's a reminder that we're not just sort of robots that, you know, operate, you know, in the matrix, all seeing, all knowing kind of beings, um, which we're not, right? Um, mm -hmm. And um, I remember as, as uh, much younger, when I was just starting my career, you know, there were a few uh, people in management positions who as sort of a naive young guy trying to figure out the professional world, I just look at and go, I could just, I just don't understand. This person just seems to know and do everything. Right. They, um, and it's not until you sort of grow and mature and potentially start to manage people yourself as well as that um, the best managers kind of are able to portray that, not as a kind of a false exoskeleton but it's just um through years and years and years of confidence building and um and being able to you know act as sort of a beacon that people will be attracted to to, to look to for help and uh yeah i think you know one of the only ways you can really 
genuinely feel um, like you help someone as if you can also ask for help back in return at the right time. So uh, mm-hmm. that's sort of certainly something that I've done a lot more of in the last few months is had some good, honest team-based conversations with everybody on the team at the same time and just said, hey, guys, sort of more than ever, we need to galvanise together. We need to work together. Um, and we need to you know, make sure that we're all striving for the same kind of common goals. And also in one-on-one sort of scenarios where they're very specific, either just tasks or projects or whatever it might be that I need help with. Um, I've been doing a bit more of that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I like the term that you used, appropriate vulnerability. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it dis- describes it very well because you don't you don't really want to have a full-on meltdown in front of your team. Um, yeah. That's a little bit too much, but I think it is really valuable to share your thoughts and potentially also some of your concerns and fears, um, you know, not, not to worry them but to let them know that yeah you know you you don't know everything you're doing the best you can and maybe there are some decisions that had to be made that you don't love but there are reasons behind that and um, also find it very uh, valuable to be as transparent about whatever those reasons might be as as possible just because I believe the more people know the less it's going to scare them, but the more they're going to understand the background. Obviously, mm-hmm. that doesn't apply to everything, but I think it, it does apply to a lot of things. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, history shows that uh, regimes based around fear and uncertainty and death um, <laughs> only <laughs> last for so long, yeah. right? Uh, they, yeah. they, they may have... Uh, uh, quick meteoric rises, but uh, it's, it doesn't have sustainability built into it. So, um, so yeah, when we look at this idea of doing more with less, um, yeah, I think that ultimately perspective, delegation, uh, we've mentioned in our last episode, focus. And I think mm-hmm. that is just one of the words that I just keep coming back to with, with my team is, yeah, if you thought focusing on the right things was more was important before this, it's sort of more important than ever. And yeah, our organisation that we work with uh, has a great strategy that underpins what we do. Right? It's a strategy mm-hmm. that everybody is bought into, um, and I think it's really important, no matter how big or small your team is, to have a strategy that doesn't necessarily deviate. Right, like the the goalposts change a little bit, but the strategy to get there uh, remains and every individual on the team should really be able to distill down to one or two points mm-hmm. what it is that they do on a daily basis that contributes to that overall strategy so that Definitely. not only you're taking steps towards that as a team, but the individuals feel like they're really making a contribution. Yeah, absolutely. And then I think it's also, it's important to kind of reiterate those those points and then looking at where we are in terms of the results, um, that's where the focus may change. So the overall strategy doesn't change, but you may need to focus on different parts of that strategy at different times uh, in terms of where you, where your tactical attention is just to um, address whatever needs to be addressed. And I think that that is also something that... Um, people may find challenging. Um, at, at least that's sort of what I'm observing that, you know, this, this whole 
notion of no but we've we've always focused on you know creating demand and doing these things and now you're asking us to do something else and it's not that that's not part of the strategy or the job it's just that previously there was a heavier focus on a different aspect and i think that's also really important to bring into that and, and communicate um in a really clear way yeah absolutely as always communication communication right but um but yeah i uh i think it's very topical it's uh it's a great chat to, to have with uh, your teams but also um yeah our job as managers i think when you when you boil it down is is i, I kind of like this idea of of being a beacon um, during mm. the most difficult times, right? Uh, and that, I think, yeah, our manager says this, right? A man, there's a big difference between being a manager and being a leader. And and during these tricky times where you are trying to do more with uh, with less, is is remain, you know, make make sure the light on the beacon doesn't. <laughs> doesn't diminish right um yeah. even though it's yeah. uh, it's a little foggier out there there's uh, a good continuation of the analogy so um mm. so yeah great chat again silka um i uh i think uh, there's a lot to take away hopefully our listeners uh, are gleaning something from our our little rambling conversations we have together <laughs> but i've uh, i've thoroughly enjoyed this one and um everybody needs to watch this space because over the next few weeks we we have indeed locked in a few more little guest appearances to to come and appear on the mental manager so i'm looking forward to that absolutely and thank you to everyone who actually um took the opportunity to follow us on our instagram account the mental manager um at some point we are going to utilize this so keep following <laughs> us <laughs> turns out that you know with with no child care <laughs> and a 20 hour job and some time to sleep it's it's not that easy to also if, if nothing else if nothing things. else at all we'll just start filling up the instagram with, you know, with pictures of our kids like everyone else <laughs> does on <laughs> exactly. yeah very good all right. all right well uh thanks silka great to chat with you again and um until next time until next time bye bye